From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. James, it's great to be back, and I'm excited for another good episode. I'm excited as well, Steve. Uh, these episodes just seem to keep getting better and better. We're, we continue to look for some interesting topics, and hopefully this one is one that some of our audience can relate to, either from their beginnings doing programming or in... Uh, being able to help uh, understand how to staff programming uh, for their team or, or um, be able to find more people who can uh, help to, to build a, a programming resource. Uh, what we're going to talk about today is how, how do you uh, find people who want to become programmers? So we've talked a bit about you know, how, to, how do programmers um, what what education do they need and what makes a good programmer and, and certifications. Um, but what's really uh, the so, some feeders for uh, being a, a programmer? And, and you know, I, I'm a big believer in that you want to be looking for somebody with a good AV background um, who has a software mind and likes to tinker. And we've talked about that a little bit as well. Um, James, do you think that your preference would be finding somebody who's um, really good at a different role and wants a career change? Or are you thinking that there's somebody who maybe is the, the guy who's in the field looking over your shoulder while you're coding, um, you know, that want, wants to, to do more than maybe be a, a field tech? Um, any, any thoughts on that? To me, um, it's more of like we keep saying a programmer has, there's, we're a special breed. We have certain ways we think of things. So people who like to show their tinkering side and messing with systems, those would be somebody who I would think would naturally evolve into programmers. I, I think with any almost any role, you can't shoehorn somebody into a position. Uh, you can't take your best installer and say, okay, he's now going to be my lead programmer. He may not be a good programmer. What makes him a good installer does not necessarily make him a good programmer. Same thing with management. Like you can't take a your best programmer or your best uh, installer and throw them in management because they may not be good people, uh, people. So you got to look, you got to find those gems, those, uh, flags that say this person could be a good programmer and learn from somebody. And they have to be open-minded because programming, you have to be able to do from the thousands you foot all the way down to the very close and get down into the details. Um, and again, not everyone has that strength. Um, and that's nothing against the people who don't. Um, they're just a different area. Like there's my coworker. He is now a programmer. That's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. When I need to hang something, he's the guy I go to. He knows more about it than I do. He He's a good mounting person or you know, figuring things out that needs to be done on that end. He's definitely mastered that skill set, which I don't have. Um, so we, you got to find that flags that show 
here's this person has tendencies to learn programming and normally they're probably a, a computer programming anyway i i think that that makes a ton of sense and i, I could also comment on on the whole the you know on the management side of things and i think what what you're saying too and you know the essence of it for me is that you really have to understand what is the skill set so what what it, what does the job require? Being able to write down and and say, you know, th- this is the type of person that's going to excel in this field, and some of that may not be obvious. Some of that you may have to pull from some people who have done very well um, in that role, and some people maybe that have not, and try to find the opposite. Uh, there, it, it's that that those are probably some really good ways of thinking about it. Um, I've seen engineers who know the ins and outs of how a system is designed and how everything's supposed to flow and, and know how all of the equipment is supposed to work together, but they can't grasp how to actually program it. So it's very interesting to me that you would think that there's almost like a hierarchy in, in AV and you say that, you know, we're programmer sits um, underneath an engineer and they sit above a technician, but to your point, you know, a great technician is worth their weight in gold and a programmer can't be a technician, you know, just be, you know, so that, so there really isn't necessarily a true hierarchy. It may, may come, it may be, may be a perception, um, or there may be a, a pay scale associated with it, but, I uh, don't necessarily know that one feeds the other, just like a programmer doesn't necessarily advance to be an engineer. Um, you know, what, one thing, as, as you mentioned about having that world, that global view and not, and being able to, to have, um, to zoom in when you need to, it kind of reminds me a little bit of a project manager. If you think about it, you know, in terms of a good project manager that, that really describes them well. Uh, perhaps if project manager who has the the computer and the the technical skills there might be a good makeup. Um, although a project manager, I think, is um, a lot more deadline driven and a lot more um, their their uh, their tolerance for the for the minutia of programming may uh, get frustrating, but. Um, but but it just kind of reminded me of that as you were you were talking about it. Yeah, I agree with there. Um, going back to your hierarchy, um, I think everyone uh, as a society we always want to throw hierarchy into things. So like you you have your top level and you filter down. I feel especially in the AV world, uh, especially in the AV world. Um, we're more like a web where every element is no better than the other because they're all different. Um, so you're not putting a program higher than an engineer, higher than an installer, because if you take one of those out, your web is incomplete. So everyone's needed. You're not, you know, stepping on each other. And it just... Um, Definitely, I think everyone has their own skill set and they can work well. And that makes a good team there. And But getting back to the programming, like you said, uh, project manager, I was kind of thinking the same thing as I was speaking. A project manager would be good, maybe. 
Uh, but like you said, they're deadline driven. It can't always be deadline driven in coding. Um, again, you just got to find those flags that say, okay, this person could be a programmer. It's one of those mindsets where you just see it in them and they can handle it and some can't. Yeah. Um, interesting. You know, cause it's possible that they have that programmer core in them and maybe they actually fail at being a tech or they fail at being an engineer or they, because they're misplaced, but, but, um, so, so maybe w- w- the right answer is, 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 is understanding what makes somebody successful and, and looking for those qualities and, and also seeing what somebody actually likes to do in their free time. Cause I think if you don't like doing this and, if, and this is something that, that doesn't really drive you, the, the likely you're not going to really be satisfied when, when you're actually doing it um, uh, day in and day out. Uh, there, but I, I like the, the web, um, was a really good analogy too, because if you think about it, you know, um, everybody has strengths and weaknesses as you mentioned, and, and, and usually when you're really good at something means that you're may not be really, may not be good at all at something else. So for example, the best programmer may be terrible in talking to a client or maybe, or, or, you know, may, may not have the organizational skills uh, whereas, uh, you know, the, an engineer may be very detail oriented, but may not be interested in understanding the ones and zeros that goes on at the, the ground level of how devices talk to each other. Um, the, you know, so, so they, they, it could be, they could be good at more macro or more, or even more tangible, um, because what we what we see and what, what programmers do a lot of times is really invisible technology. Oh yes. Uh, it's when we get our things working, um, it, not everyone realized what we did and it's definitely a unique brain. Cause I, I do know, uh, I, I find it funny is like you said, people who tinker on their own, like I said, I have these side projects where I'm working on coding. And my wife will walk by and if I'm stuck, I'm Googling something. And she's like, you don't really know what you're doing. You're just asking Google. And I'm like, well, then you sit down here and do it. Cause she's not a programmer. She wouldn't know. So it, even though I'm asking Google for areas I'm stuck in, it's, I still know how to interpret what the other people are telling me. Um, and again, so that's what you want to look for. People who can, you know, show that skills like you're saying who's going to be tinkering on the side who are looking over your shoulder or asking if they're asking they're definitely someone you want to work with um might take a little longer if they don't have that mindset but if someone's asking they're really genuine interest in it um so take the time to work with them and mentor them i i like to say that uh, the the best way so if you're if you can write out on paper what you want your program to do, that's half the battle. And then the second half is learning the programming language. And if, but if you could learn one programming language, likely you can learn multiple programming languages. You just have to know how to, to translate that 
the, the, the syntax or, um, you know, it, it's the, it, it's kind of the, the base coding philosophy that, that is really transferable from one language to another um, in, in many cases. You know, some, some may be a little bit uh, obscure. I, I agree. And I think that is what has helped me in my career because, like I said, I came from IT. I had classes in programming. I tinkered. I was never an AV programmer until one day it was just dropped on my lap saying, you're now programming AV. And I was able to sit down and look at the code that we use for uh, the brand we use. And without even having formal training in that language, I was able to get a system working. Um, but then once I got formal training, I was able to know more of what I was doing, but having that knowledge of, uh, you know, C sharp or even uh, Visual Basics or Python, that helped me before I got my formal training. I, I think as we wrap up, you know, you you brought up a good point because there's a good example of so you had you came from an adjacent industry that and and were and had the programming skills, but. What are your thoughts about somebody who's really comes at this from just a pure computer science? Uh, you know, I, I have kind of fairly um, strong thoughts about it. And, and I know that nothing is going to be uh, definitive, but, but, I, um, but, but I feel like there's an uphill battle there. Definitely an uphill battle. I, I think we could definitely make this uh, another episode or two. Um, going back and forth on it. I have really changed my view a couple times on thoughts here um, from when I first started out to where I am now. And I think I'm going to leave it there because I think it would be a good episode. <laughs> there you go. A little yeah. teaser. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's, um, let, let's put it out there to the audience. If you uh, can comment on the show, share where you came from, share, share how you got to get into programming and what your thoughts are in terms of what are some roles or background or what, what, what is an indicator that somebody is going to be a good programmer. That'll be a cool thing to, for us to discuss in the future and for uh, others that are reading the comments to, to be able to take in. Um, as we wrap up, James, um, if you have any closing thoughts, um, uh, you can share them and you can also let the audience know how to reach you. Oh, yeah. Um, again, this was great, Steve. Um, love to hear from our listeners out there. So definitely give us a feedback. Like Steve was saying, uh, comment. Let us know where you came from because everyone has different paths to where they are now. So it's great to hear everyone's uh, story and then uh you can find me on twitter av underscore james king uh linkedin uh james king there i do write for the higher ed digital magazine the it and av column and uh this weekly podcast and for me you can reach me at steve greenblatt on most uh, social media platforms um and uh, LinkedIn and Twitter are probably where I'm most prevalent. I write for my company um, at controlconcepts.net. Uh, that's where we have a blog. I also write for AV Technology. And um, 
like to be active in the community. So this is one of the reasons why we're doing this. So please uh, engage with us and uh, let us know what you think. And please leave us either comments on YouTube, or Apple Podcasts, or just reach out to us directly. Uh, we'd li- really like to hear from you. And that's what makes what we're doing important and possible. So with that, this has been Ask the Programmer.